Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. At Coinbase, um, and Coinbase is the easiest place to buy, sell, and store cryptocurrency. Now, uh, for folks that don't know what cryptocurrency is, uh, I know it's getting to be a big thing nowadays. Tell us about cryptocurrency. Yeah, so cryptocurrency, uh, it's, it's quite simple when you think about it this way. It's digital money for the digital age. It's similar to regular money, like dollars, but it's designed for the internet. Yes, yes, hopefully. Uh, Hold hold on just a second. We've got we've got people calling. Hold on here, uh, Michael. Please hold. I'll be with you here in about five minutes. Hold on. Okay, go ahead, my friend. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Keep telling us about cryptocurrency. Yeah, so you can send it to someone over the internet without having to go through a central authority like a bank. And yes, you know, yes. Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, but there are now thousands that serve many different purposes, and it's absolutely coming into the mainstream. Earlier this year at Coinbase, we surveyed people across the U.S., and we found that 58% of Americans say they've heard of Bitcoin. Well, we've got a uh, cryptocurrency expert with us on the phone. We're going to be talking to uh, Michael Brown here in just a few moments as well. Um, so, so tell us about this, uh, this, 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 uh, just the whole topic here with cryptocurrency. Uh, give us, give us your updates on what's going on with cryptocurrency. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, we believe that colleges and universities are often at the forefront of new technologies that change the world like the internet. And so we wanted to look at colleges and universities to really understand what that was looking like with crypto. And so we published our second annual report on higher education. And in that, we surveyed the top 50 colleges and universities and found that 56% of those schools now offer at least one course on crypto or blockchain. And that's up from 42% last year. So more than half of the top global universities are teaching crypto. And you know what? Students are taking it. Double the number of students took a course on crypto or blockchain this year than did last year. And they are increasingly interested in learning about the technology because they find that it is a way to come up with a new way of building the future of finance. We are talking with a cryptocurrency expert coming up here on iHeartRadio. We'll talk to Michael Brown as well. And um, so... Tell me some more uh, about this study and what you guys brought out of it and everything. Sure, yeah. Uh, one thing that we, we really thought was an interesting finding in the study is we suspected that uh, most of the courses were going to be in computer science or programming, but actually what we found is that 70% of the courses were outside of computer science, and, and universities are, are teaching this um, across disciplines, so law, the humanities, economics, um, these are places where, you know, when you think about building a new kind of a financial system, 
these are these are matters that all come into play. How do we want to live? How do we want to operate together? The sort of existential questions that come up with that. And this is what students are learning about um, and dealing with at universities. And to us, that is one of the biggest indicators of how crypto is moving into the mainstream. We're talking with a uh, cryptocurrency expert with us today, Nina Wildorf. She's the director of content and editorial at Coinbase. A record number of colleges and universities now offer crypto and blockchain courses. And uh, how do we get more information on this? Because I know our time is limited, and uh, you've got to get off for a uh, TV appearance. But uh, how do we get more information? So first off, you can always get information and get started at Coinbase.com. Also, if you don't go to one of these universities, there's absolutely resources online. You can take courses online at places like edX or Udemy or Udacity um, where you can just get started. And we just believe, like, learning is the best way to go here because just like our lives are increasingly online, our our money is going to be increasingly online as well. And so um, it's a great thing to, to get started learning about. Definitely, definitely. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I know you've got a television appearance you've got to get going for, so we're going to let you go, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, James. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. There she goes. And uh, we are going to go to our next guest on the telephone, Michael Brown with us. Michael, how are you, my friend? Pretty well, thank you for having me. Now, uh, Michael, you are fantastic. We have gotten uh, a lot of requests uh, for you. Uh, bring us up to speed, first of all. Give us a little bit on your background so people know kind of what, what we're speaking with and what we're going to be talking about today. Well, I was a, uh, a secular journalist. Uh, I was originally a newspaper reporter back uh, when I graduated from school in the uh, 70s. I broke a big story called Love Canal Toxic Waste Crisis and uh, moved to New York, uh, was a book writer basically full-time for about nine years. I wrote for some uh, national publications, um, the biggest really uh, in the land, and I uh, traveled about doing various books uh, like uh, that on that topic and also about the mafia. And I did some books that had to do with kind of scientific uh, topics. And then in the 1990s, I started to research spiritual phenomena uh, around the world, and that's where I'm kind of still at. Um, and the new book is called Lying Wonders, Strangest Things, and it's about the strangest stories I could find around the world. Some are not supernatural, but uh, a lot of them are, are what they would call paranormal, I guess. We have got... A great guest with us today. He joins us live. Michael Brown is with us. And uh, this book you have out there is absolutely amazing. Tell us a little bit about this book. Well, like I said, it, it covers uh, quite a few topics. There's 63 chapters, each with a, a, a story, quick-paced, uh, nothing uh, laborious. Uh, everything from can a car be cursed to the prophecy of a president, whereby a book uh, more than 100 years ago even even included the name Trump with a prediction of uh, really who was coming onto the scene. Um, there are stories that are kind of creepy that uh, are ex- get into the realm of kind of exorcism, uh, including a boy in the Philippines who uh, allegedly in front of many, many people 
would vanish into thin air until there was an, a deliverance and exorcism. And, uh, or UFOs, uh, alleged landings and so forth, uh, what might, what might behind, be behind some of those. So uh, a, a large uh, range of topics, the most incredible coincidences and, and uh, whether or not there are living dinosaurs, a whole panoply, like I said, runs the gamut. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Michael Brown is with us. He is fantastic. He is the editor of SpiritDaily.com and award-winning author. Tell us about Spirit Daily. Uh, that's been, that's been uh, in effect for about 19 years now, and it's a daily uh, news website, Christian News. Uh, I'm, I happen to be Catholic. We we cover all kinds of events around the world, including secular events, signs of the time, prophecy, healing, miracles. We have a, a great story on today about an evangelical researcher who found just an amazing uh, miracle in Fiji, whereby the people uh, had uh, had apparently prayed and, and caused an effect that was just a astonishing on, on that uh, part of an island in in Fiji. So we cover miracles and, and uh, as well as, you know, like I said, worldly topics like like uh, politics. But uh, uh, so we're in, in a church, things that go on in the church, whether Catholic or Protestant, whatever, non-denominational. So it's kind of all, all over the place, uh, though we have a focused main headline every day. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. Michael H. Brown is with us. Now, um, talk to me a little bit about this Area 51 thing. This has gotten to be a big deal online. Uh, how many, you know, just kind of give us, give us some overall here and talk to us a little bit about this Area 51 thing. Well, uh, you know, originally... Uh, it was called Groom Lake or Homey Airport, and it was established in the 1940s for for uh, test flights, uh, very top secret flights by the Air Force. Later on, it was used for uh, projects like the Stealth Fighter. Um, the Air Force actually acquired the site in '55, but it was used uh, as kind of an airfield in the 40s. And then the CIA moved in and. Uh, and uh, in and took uh, some of it for projects of their own, and uh, that's the reason for a lot of the secrecy. Obviously, is the top secret uh, projects they have. Especially, they had the U two project there in the fifties, and like I said, the stealth bomber later on. And this uh, creates quite a mystique, especially when there were rumors that uh, the wreckage and bodies from from uh, 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 an alleged crashed UFO in Roswell in 1947 uh, were sent to Area 51 after being sent to Wright-Patterson Air Force uh, Base in Ohio. Um, And so you have these claims in 1979, I think it was. Uh, Maybe it was a little later than that. Uh, I think it was 1989, if you'll excuse me. It was a, uh, a fellow who had worked there and uh, was in, was a, a nuclear scientist, and he began to speak. Lazar was his name, and he began to speak publicly, claiming that uh, one of the things they were doing there were, was back engineering uh, crashed extraterrestrial craft, 
In other words, you know, taking a look at the wreckage and trying to duplicate it uh, with new technology. And he said to an extent uh, that indeed they had. Well, you know, his claims have never been uh, have never been proven. We don't have any evidence, and we still don't have any physical evidence from Roswell to tell us that a crash really occurred there or a hundred miles away on the plains of uh, San Augustine, which is a uh, second crash site. So it's it's it's. Um, uh, but, you know, it's an exotic uh, uh, contemplation, and on September 20th, I believe it'll, it is, you're going to have many people, uh, allegedly, according to social media, trying to bust in there and find out once and for all what the government is hiding, if they're hiding anything. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Michael Brown joins us here in a broadcast. And uh, he has got a fantastic website, spiritdaily.com. And he's also the award-winning author of the bold new book, Lying Wonders, Strange Things, available on Amazon. So this book, uh, take me through the writing process for this incredible book. Well, of course, you know, first of all, you, you, you do the research. In this case, I've been uh, basically researching uh, bizarre happenings around the world since I was a kid. Um, Back in the 50s, there was a, a uh, big bestseller called Stranger Than Science, and actually it was a radio broadcaster who had, who had uh, written it and had to do with a broad range of strange topics. Uh, I decided that after these now 60 years to update it, and of course with even stranger things, because there's more information available via the Internet and because so much time has elapsed. So... I call it uh, Lying Wonders' Strangest Things. And uh, you'll, the reason I use the term Lying Wonders is because in many cases I think that people get involved with UFOs and alien abduction and all these things, and they're, they're playing around with spiritual fire, that a lot of these things are, are deceptions from the dark side. So um, that's, that's one of my uh, warnings. I let the facts speak for themselves, and... And um, facts there are abundantly in the book, and then you so you you collect the facts, decide uh, you know what you're going to include and, and not include, uh, make uh, phone calls and, and visits when possible. I just visited in Missouri an alleged UFO crash site in 1941. It it, it supposedly occurred, and then uh, the writing process uh, never extremely easy to do, but this was a pleasure because it's such a such an interesting set of topics. We've got Michael Brown with us today. He joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. And uh, before we let you go, my friend, uh, w w what do you think's going to happen with this storming Area 51 thing that's that, that's going on? But what, what do you see happening here? I don't think anyone will get through. I'd be very surprised if they did. Um, you know, this is a military installation, top secret. Uh, some claim beyond top secret, you know. Um, so I, I think that there'll be some festivities. I think there'll be a large gathering outside the gates, the fences, but I don't think anyone is going to try to enter that site. And I think if they do, that there will certainly be arrest, and uh, I don't think the military is going to shoot anyone, but I think that people will be take, taken in, and incarcerated. Um, and they've given now the military plenty of opportunity to prepare. So um, I think it's a, 
frankly, I think it's a lot of hype on social media. But Area 51 is very intriguing. And it'd be nice if, uh, if we knew what's going on there, but I think there's a lot of conventional projects that are simply too secretive to let the public know about. And, 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 these, and also, of course, the Russians and the Chinese. Yes. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and uh, chatting with us. And I definitely want to have you back when we have a little bit more time because you are a, an amazing, amazing individual. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate you making time. Well, thank you so much for your over-generosity. Thank you, my man. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, Michael. Take care. There he goes, Michael H. Brown here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. We have got more coming up on the other side. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-4915. That's 800-475-4915. Again, 800-475-4915. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. 
If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you... Bang it out, recorded. We are live, and uh, we have a great guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend. My name is Stuart Tomk, and I'm the Vice President of Human Nutrition for CV Sciences, makers of Plus CBD Hemp Extract available in health food stores and pharmacies across the United States of America. Well, Stuart, tell us what you have for us today. Well, we've pioneered the field of agricultural hemp as an alternative to medical cannabis. Jiggy, we like to call it decaf instead of regular. We were the first company to put a legal hemp seed into the ground in Kentucky in 2014, which is year zero for the agricultural hemp industry. And the reason that I wanted to come back on to your show is once again, as we're arguing about how to afford health care for all, and in the past I've come on and we've talked about oil of oregano and we've talked about fish oil, when we really look at agricultural hemp that you can grow outdoors to replace things like tobacco crops, we might have something right here at the edge of being a widespread commodity that can help heal America and reduce our skyrocketing health care costs. So I wanted to come on, now that we're four and a half years into this, to encourage people to do more homework and to learn more about hemp as a way to help balance their system and help to reduce their health costs. Well, do you think the national health care plan that Congress is currently drafting will contain provisions for the nation's national nutritional needs. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, that's why I, that's a loaded question. And that's why I like setting it up like that when I send little teasers over. I mean, you remember the first food pyramid. Remember that thing? The base of it was carbohydrates and bread, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. Can you imagine people following what the federal government told them to eat if they followed the food pyramid and blew up like a balloon at the Macy's Day Parade. What's the recourse for that? There may not be any recourse, but then they analyzed it. They looked at it closer. Who, whoever was involved in the creation of the first food pyramid, the uh, theory is that there might have been some special interests. That's always possible. And then they switched to the food plate. Did you get it? Did you ever see that? Did you catch that when they switched from the pyramid? Yes, indeed. The food plate. Legendary okay. food plate. Yes. Yeah, but does that tell you anything either? So the reason I'm saying this is public health policy. 
And I've worked in this field of self-care in the dietary supplement space. Uh, self-care is more active than public health initiatives. What, I, what do I mean by that? When the government has these broad, grand edicts suggesting of what people should or should not do, that doesn't take individual genetics into consideration at all. So what we've learned over time is although they do have good intentions, things like the failed food pyramid and now the failed food plate are as unrealistic and as idealistic as things like we will have a hunger-free world. I'm not saying that that's not a great intention. It's not a great goal to have, but it's not very practical. What I love about these new hemp extracts, nobody would have ever predicted that we could take outdoor-grown agricultural hemp, ditch weed. Have you ever seen outdoor hemp jiggy growing out along the freeway in middle America? Yes, indeed. Okay. You, you have? My grandfather was in the Navy, and he used to say to me, Son, that's, they make rope out of that. Only a dope smokes rope. Don't ever try that stuff. You, don't, you won't get high from it. And we always thought you know, it was for making sails and it was for making ropes. Well, then we found out that the hemp plant can produce hemp seeds for protein as an alternative to animals. And fiber, the greatest fiber probably that the world has ever known was agricultural hemp. But several years ago, our company and several others realized that if you took that same hemp plant and just CO2 extracted it and put it into a supplement, into a pill for humans to con consume every day, that it could behave like a natural aspirin alternative and an herbal anti-stress alternative. So that's what makes it really exciting is people are more stressed out than they've been probably ever. And we have something effective, something that's very inexpensive, that everyone can grow in every state to make this country as healthy as it can be. Well, how do we get uh, some CBD? How, 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 how do we get samples? Uh, tell them. Well, right now we do not have a, a sample program going, but I would encourage you to check out your local independent health food store because, Jiggy, that's what we've done. Most of the local stores that carry our products, they can help you sample it there at the store. So that would be my first recommendation. So look for Plus CBD Oil. It's very graphic. It says right on the label. It's in a red, green, and gold packaging, uh, three different strengths. One is calm and clear, one's for better balance, and one is maximum strength. Most importantly, and the reason I love to come on your show is I want to show people where they can do their homework. Because once you learn about hemp extracts and the endocannabinoid system, the master control system, and how these products balance the system that already balances you, then we're really changing public health policy because we want to bridge the gap between consumers and doctors. So please, please, check out PubMed. P-U-B-M-E-D dot gov. P-U-B-M-E-D dot gov. That's the National Institutes of Health's open access database. And please type in cannabidiol, cannabidiol, 
or CBD, cannabidiol, and anxiety, cannabidiol and stress, cannabidiol and depression, CBD and inflammation, CBD and neuroprotection. You start doing the homework and you find out we're really onto something bigger than anything we've found before. Well, good stuff, my friend. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you, Dr. Jiggy. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, my Thank friend. You, sir. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors, inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-7607. That's 800-475-7607. Again, 800-475-7607. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission, D.C. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one -on -one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183.
Welcome back to our big broadcast. We're here on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes. Find us all over the place at JiggyJagwire.com. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-N-G-O-Y-R.com. Twitch live stream each and every Sunday. Talk America live each and every Saturday. The mix on Tuesdays. And we have got a great segment coming up here in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Do you need help moving in the Pittsburgh area? We've got a lot of folks in that area that listen to the broadcast and they need help. Call Pratt's Moving at 412-223-7096 or visit the website prancemoving.co you rent the truck we'll move your stuff it's pratt's moving 412-223-7096 and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide worldwide yeah pratt's moving go get them go get them on the phone we got some press moving for you. We are going to go to the telephones. We have got a great guest joining us today, an exceptional guest here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Madeline Moses joins us here on our big broadcast. Madeline, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you have an incredible background. Tell us a little about your background. Oh, my goodness. So I gave up life in America about a year ago and took my message and my business global. So I've been traveling full-time for the past year. I'm currently settled right now in Bali and just been really uh, focusing on my philanthropy and my speaking business and really helping leaders to step up and be seen in a very global way. So that's what I've been doing for the past year. We have got Madeline Moses with us today. She joins us live here on our big program. You can get more information on her website. Madeline, um, how do we find you on the web? How do we find you on social media? Yeah, so everything's pretty easy. My name is uh, Madeline Moses on all my social media, on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, My website is www.mandolinmoses.com. I also have a retreat that um, we'll be hosting, which is retreats.mandolinmoses.com. Fantastic. Mandolin Moses is today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, um, you have got a great topic today, talking about legacies, creating your own legacy, archiving your legacy. First of all, how do you help people connect to their legacy? Yeah, for me, it's really important um, as leaders, as business owners, to create something that's bigger than ourselves and to create something long-term. When we can make decisions that are for the long-term goal rather than the short-term gain, we're able to expand our time and really make a big impact in the world. And to me, that's what leadership is all about. So I help the people that I talk to and the, the businesses and entrepreneurs that I work with, I help them to really focus on the things that, really irritate them in life, actually. I, I, I always teach that your irritations are the key to your liberations. The things that really irritate you the most are the biggest drivers for what you can create long-term. So I help uh, the people that I work with connect into those issues in the world that are um, 
that are just really drivers that irritate them. And then we look at the long-term goal and how we can incorporate that passion um, into what you're doing now and uh, seeing how we can create a legacy that is going to be a generational legacy. So long after you die, this work that you're doing still is, is still lasting here on this planet. We have got a great guest with us today. Mandela Moses joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Mandela Moses with us today. Now, um, what has made you so passionate and committed to archiving your own legacy? You know, because I think I spent most of my life struggling. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, I spent most of my life struggling. I spent most of my life living paycheck to paycheck. And um, even though I had a good job and a good career, I just knew that there was something bigger than me. And there, there had to have been a bigger meaning to life than just collecting a paycheck and, and just working a job. And I realized that there's all these issues in the world and we're always like, oh, somebody's going to, somebody's going to do that. It's too big for me. Somebody will take care of it. And one day I decided I need to be that somebody. I can't just sit, sit around and complain about the issues that are going on in this world. I need to be that somebody. So I decided to think big and take those issues that really, that really get to me. And for me, I really, I am so passionate about these, about helping people find their voice to take down these systems that they feel have oppressed them and to help people find their voice and to speak up and step out and be powerful leaders. And for me, that was my biggest driving force was just to finally be that somebody. We have got Mandolin Moses with us today. She joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. Find us online, buildgrowandenjoy.com. Now, uh, how do you find balance juggling your legacy and personal life? You know, that word balance gets thrown out there so much. <laughs> but when you are living life, on a mission and with purpose, and if you're when you're you, when you're really on a mission for something that is much bigger than you, I don't even know if balance is possible. So, for me, it's about incorporating all aspects of my life into my work, and because of that, it's, it it actually accentuates everything that I do. So, my relationship is part of my uh, is part of my purpose. My exercise, everything that I do fuels my work, and so that's how I find balance, because everything is incorporated into what I do. We have got a great guest with us today. Mandolin Moses joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, and of course, buildgrownandenjoy.com. BGE presents today with Mandolin Moses, talking about your legacy now, what if someone is unsure of the legacy they want to leave behind, but has the desire to leave one? How would one figure out what it is? You know, it goes back to what I was saying before. Like the, you're, you know, really getting in in touch with those irritations and like, like what what is it? Like what what do you think that you can contribute? And we all have this. I think 
for the most part, like many times we feel like we're confused on what it is that we want to, what we want to contribute to the world. But I think there's always this nagging voice in the back of our head that we're too afraid to listen to. And when we could just sit and really connect to that and uh, connect to that and tie that in with what we're really super passionate about, then we're able to start creating things and just testing it out and seeing how it feels when we, when we do this thing, you know. And I just think about Rumi. Like Rumi, um, if, if the listeners who know who Rumi is, he is a very uh, famous poet. He died 700 years ago, and his poetry is still... Then uh, his poetry is, he's still the number one selling poet to this day. And he was just very passionate about his poetry, you know. And so when we can really connect into what we're super passionate about and figure out a way to monetize that and help serve humanity, that is how we figure out what our legacy is. We have got a great guest with us today. Mandolin Moses joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. BuildGrowAndEnjoy.com. BGE presents this week with Mandolin Moses. Now, how do you stay motivated through the fears and challenges to keep going? Ah, that is a good question because I was just recently going through this. <laughs> Anytime you're about to step into a bigger, a bigger phase in your life, those fears, the resistance, the challenges always come up. And for me, when I help my clients and I work with business owners start to connect in with their legacy, I really do have them look at their life way beyond their time on this planet. So I, I, I have them look 500 years beyond their life here on this physical planet and plan that out and actually have them plan out what that, what that death looks like. Like what, does, what is it that you want to leave behind? And for me, I have just, I, 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 one of the things that I'm really, really passionate about um, and that we, that we work on with our philanthropy is education reform. And so one of my goals in life is to create schools. And in that creating schools, I say I want, when I die, I want my ashes to be buried as a tree at the school, the very first school that I build. And so when I wake up in the morning, I think about that tree. I think about teachers reading books to children under this tree. I think about the garden around the tree. I think about the fruit growing off of the tree. I think about the labyrinth that I have next to the tree. And when I am feeling down and when I'm feeling resistant, I sit down and I feel into that tree because that tree represents my legacy and it re represents something much bigger than me. And when I can connect into something much bigger than me, I realize in that moment how small my, my fears are, how small my challenges are, and that I'm working for something much bigger than myself and that I have to just let that, those fears just pass through me, just like air, just like vapor, just allow it to pass through so I can continue to just motivate myself so I can work for that tree. We have got Mandolin Moses with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. BuildGrowAndEnjoy.com. Mandolin Moses with us today talking about leaving a lasting legacy, owning your legacy. Now, why do you feel it is important for people to think about this and leave something behind. 
I feel like all of humanity is here to serve each other in a much bigger way. And when we can connect in with others and learn about ourselves more passionately, especially if we're able to connect in with ourselves, our true selves, we naturally have a desire to serve and help others. It's just a natural thing. And that's what our, for me, I really feel like we're here on this planet to really connect in with ourselves. And when we do that, we do connect in with others. And we want to help other people who have suffered the same sufferings that we have. And so when we can connect in with that and we could use that as a driver, it's just natural for us to want to do that because we know that there's something out there that is much bigger than ourselves. And our life is is much more than just waking up, brushing our teeth, getting in our car, going for our job and coming back home, going to the gym, having dinner with our family and going back to bed and repeating the same thing over and over and over every single day. There is something much bigger. And I feel like when we're able to connect with that and connect with ourselves, it's just natural for us to want to serve humanity in the process. We have got Build, Grow, and Enjoy this week, BGE Radio Network, Atlanta, GA, buildgrownandjoy.com. Mandolin Moses with us today. Now, Mandolin, do you have anything else for us, my friend? I think the last thing I would just leave everybody with today is really think about that. Like, really think about your life and think about what it is that you would like to leave behind 500 years after you're gone. Like, what would that look like? And if you could get up every day and passionately do something for the rest of your life without getting paid for it, what would that be? Because that's where the gems are. If you can really connect in with the passion, money and prosperity always follow your passion. So if you can connect into that and think about, like, what do you want the world to remember you as? Or what do you want them to remember you for? And what can you leave here? 500 years after your body is no longer breathing what could that be you know and the world is the world is waiting for you to step up and figure that out because the world desperately needs leaders to step into that role right now we've got mandolin moses with us today and mandolin before we let you go social media websites how do we find you Yes, so uh, again my facebook is mandolinmoses.com instagram mandolinmoses.com uh, I have a retreat coming up, which is uh, my website for that is retreats.mandolinmoses.com. And my website is www.mandolinmoses.com. Well, thank you, Mandolin. Thanks for being with us on BGE. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mandolin. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There she goes, Mandolin Moses, today. Here on Build.
Welcome to Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. We've got a great guest with us today. Dr. David Hogberg joins us. Uh, David, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Now, you have a pretty fabulous background. Talk to us a little bit about your background. <laughs> my background? Um, well, um, I... Uh Basically, for a number of years, uh, studied healthcare policy. Uh, that was my main job when I was a senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research. I've also worked at other think tanks as well. Uh, worked briefly on on Capitol Hill and also as a reporter for uh, Investors Business Daily. I was there and, and covered a lot of the debate uh, over over Obamacare. And while I was uh, at the National Center, I also finished a book on Medicare entitled, entitled uh, Medicare's Victims, um, How the U.S. Government's Largest Health Care Program um, uh, impairs, um, see, Harms Patients and Impairs Physicians. And I still write about uh, health care policy uh, now and then, and I recently just had a, a piece in the American Thinker on a bill that's before the, uh, the Senate called the Lower Health Care Cost Act. Now, uh, l- let's start there. Talk to us about that, uh, that piece that you wrote. Well, uh, my concern is that the Lower Health Care Cost Act is going to be a repeat of um, Obamacare in the sense that if it becomes law, uh, patients are going to start losing their doctors in the, in the sense that doctors won't be covered by their health plans. Now, what this bill purports to do is to protect patients from unexpected medical bills that can result when they receive emergency care that is uh, you know, not covered by their insurance plan, that's, as we call it, out of network. Um, and, you know, sometimes those bills can be you know, a major hassle, of course, but... Uh, the problem is that to, to protect people from that, the bill imposes a price control on insurance companies. Um, it forces them to pay uh, the median price they pay for a service. So let's say you end up in a hospital and your physician comes by to check on you. If that visit is not covered, then the insurer is going to pay the median price that it pays to, to all physicians in its network for, for such a visit. And when you think about it, this provides two rather perverse or gives two rather perverse incentives to insurers uh, to get rid of their uh, their higher priced uh, providers. Um, first, by eliminating uh, higher priced doctors from their networks, then you know the median price they pay for doctors' services drops. And second, by eliminating those higher priced doctors from their networks, well, those doctors then become out of network. So a patient goes to see one of those doctors. Um, the insurance only, the insurer only has to pay them now the much lower median price as opposed to um, you know the the higher price they were paying them when the uh, uh, they were in network. And really, if that if that happens, you know patients are going to find that their doctors uh, won't be covered by their by their insurance plans. You know we all remember you know the one of the big lies of Obamacare that if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, and as Obamacare took effect in 2014, uh, many people found that um, uh, their their doctor was no longer covered by their health plan. You know, there all these new costs that Obamacare m- imposed on insurance companies, they had to uh, reduce their costs somehow, and uh, one way was to eliminate higher-priced providers from their networks. And uh, this bill, the Lower you know, Health Care Costs Act, gives ins- insurers another incentive to uh, to do that. 
We have got a fantastic guest with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, and uh, buildgrownandjoy.com. A great guest with us today. Now, um, Dr. David, this, uh, this book that you've written here, I want to get into this and talk about this. Um, why did you decide to put this book uh, from uh, idea to, to paper? Yeah, um, well, I, um, I, I was always curious as to why Medicare was a, a fairly popular program. Uh, you know, if you look at opinion polls, it polls fairly well. I mean, it's a government program. You think government programs, you often think of, you know, the, the DMV, and no one likes going to the DMV. <laughs> uh, you know, yes. it, it, government programs tend to be very inefficient, a lot of uh, unintended consequences. Uh, why, why did people, why was the, you know, opinion polls so big on, on Medicare? And as I dug into it, um, I, I realized that um, the main reason is that it caters to a, uh, you know, the main beneficiary group is one that uh, has a lot of political power. Uh, uh, its main beneficiaries are those age 65 and older. People age 65 to 74 vote at rates higher than just about any other group. So politicians are going to make sure that Medicare does a, a fairly good job of, of pleasing that group. Uh, because, you know, politicians don't want uh, a lot of angry seniors showing up to the ballot box on, on Election Day. Um, but that made me realize, well, you know, what, what about groups and, and people who are on Medicare who don't have that kind of political power? How do they fare? And um, what you find when you start looking at those groups is they oftentimes have a lot of, a lot of problems with Medicare. Uh, the, perhaps the biggest group being the, the disabled. Uh, they have access to Medicare. They've had it since the 19, early 1970s, but um, they have to endure a two-year wait period to, uh, to get on to Medicare. Um, and that has not changed uh, by even a day uh, since you know, they were let on Medicare in the, uh, the early 70s. And why is that? Well, for starters, the disabled don't vote at rates anywhere near uh, uh, the rates that seniors do. Um, and uh, also, you know, there are something, I think, close to 100 programs at the federal level that cater to the disabled. So groups that lobby on the behalf of the disabled are, you know, unfocused, uh, as opposed to groups that lobby on behalf of seniors like the AARP. They really only have two issues that concern them at the federal level, Social Security and Medicare. So they can be, you know, uh, their efforts can be far more focused, far more effective uh, when, it, when it comes to Medicare. What, what does that mean for disabled folks? Well, you know, some people don't have insurance while they're on the waiting period uh, and they're disabled. And if they're disabled, they're probably fairly sick. They're going to struggle with medical bills and so forth. Um, but because, you know, they lack political power, at least when it comes to Medicare, uh, you know, Medicare has not changed its waiting period for the disabled in, um, you know, almost 50 years now. Build, Grow, and Enjoy this week. BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. BuildGrownJoy.com. BGE presents this week with our great guest, author Dr. David Hogberg. He's a former senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research. He's the author of Medicare's Victims, How the U.S. Government Largest Healthcare Programs Harms Patients and Impairs Physicians. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier, and, and this this is one of the things that, that I find fascinating, is that... Uh, uh, polls always say that Medicare is the most popular program. 
why why do you think that folks you know continue year after year to uh, to applaud this program? Well, you know, again, when it when it comes to seniors and and the main things that they are concerned about, such as you know. Uh, getting their their prescriptions uh, paid for, um, uh, being able to see the doctor on a fairly regular basis uh, when they need major surgery like heart surgery, cancer treatment, uh, hip and knee replacements. Uh, Medicare, you know, uh, does fairly well on those and uh, in in terms of paying for them. Um, and uh, you know, again, that's because seniors um, have a lot of of uh, political clout, um, and you know that. Uh, that filters down, you know, uh, seniors like the program, and then, you know, they tell their, their, their you know, grown adult kids that they like the program, and it just kind of filters out from there. And, and uh, you know, and, and so when, you know, people, at, when pollsters ask about that program, it, it, uh, it, pulls, um, it pulls fairly well. But, you know, again, when you look at groups that do not have that kind of political power, um, you know, uh, you often find that um, they uh, they tend to lose out under under the program. We have got Dr. David Hogberg with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, uh, talk to me about the feedback your book's been getting. Oh uh, well, the book's been out for a couple of years now, and um, I got uh, fairly positive feedback on the book uh, when it first came out. A couple of good reviews, but uh, nothing lately because obviously it uh, it's um, well, it's been out for a while. We have got Dr. David Hogberg with us today. He is the author of Medicare's Victims. Now. Um, a lot of folks, uh, they, they love your book. You've been getting a lot of great feedback, as you mentioned. Uh, any criticism from folks? Um, gosh, uh, it's been kind of a while, uh, you know, since the book came out. Um, I suppose um, that, well, you know, um, if there was anything, it was kind of uh, just... Um, uh, you know, maybe uh, I, you know, I don't know. I guess what, what, one criticism I remember receiving was uh, one group, uh, w- one writer just wanting to know how we got back to, you know, our constitutional foundations in the sense that there really probably isn't any justification or any way that, that Medicare is actually constitutional under, under a traditional reading of the Constitution. They were saying that you know maybe the reforms I was ta- I was talking about at the end of the book would actually save Medicare and, and taxpayers money while also improving the quality for for, for all groups under uh, Medicare. Uh, but you know how do we how do we get you know how do you uh, get us back to our uh, more constitutional form of government and which basically means get rid of Medicare? And my re- response was well. Uh, one, I have no idea how you would do that, and and two, I mean, with with the power, political power, seniors have um, at this point, um, there's there's no way of of getting rid of it. Um, so you know, even if you wanted to, and I'm not 100 percent certain at this point that I uh, I'd want to. I mean, if this was pre uh, 1965 and when we passed it, I I would certainly be arguing. Um, um, 
you know, when LBJ and Congress passed Medicare and it became law, I would be arguing till I'm blue in the face that, you know, private insurance and, and, and private charity would do a much better job than in the long run than, and, than Medicare. And it wouldn't, you know, uh, it also wouldn't impose a, a crushing uh, debt on, on uh, future taxpayers. But now it's, it's too late. Um, it's too late for that. And uh, the question is, what is the, the best that we can do? What kind of reforms can we have that will uh, keep costs down for taxpayers, will improve the, the, the uh, quality um, for, uh, you know, for uh, beneficiaries, uh, uh, health care quality for beneficiaries on Medicare? Um, and, you know, the, the best way is to come up with some kind of reform that is uh, more market-oriented, that uh, gives, you know, patients more control over the dollars and, and have, you know, doctors and hospitals and other providers respond to that. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Dr. David Hogberg with us talking about his latest book, Medicare's Victims. Now, uh, do you have any other books in the pipeline, my friend? No, nothing, nothing right now. One book may may be enough for for a very long time. Uh, it took um, this was you know really a, a long five to six year project, um, and uh, you know it it, it involved um, uh, you know it, it involved traveling around the country, interviewing a lot of people, uh, telling their stories, you know, a lot of searching for. Uh, you know, you'd read about a, a problem with Medicare in, in a very broad, general sense. Like, like for example, uh, people who had Medicare Part D, the prescription drug program, you'd read about people falling into uh, the donut hole, which is, you know, you spend a certain amount under Medicare, under the Part D program, and then there's this gap uh, there where, you know, you have to pay for all your drugs yourself. What happens to, to the people who fall into that? And, and it took a lot of digging to, to find people who, who would fall into that. Um, because, you know, people that are, that are that sick and, you know, they're not reaching out for the most part to the news media to, to tell their story. So, um, you know, it was just, it was a long, uh, long kind of slog. I'm, I'm glad I did it. Uh, you know, it was, um, uh, just you know, g- good to know that I I could do it, and I'm I'm very pleased that I was able to tell people's stories who struggled with Medicare. That I I'm, I'm able to that you know at least for posterity there is another um, view of Medicare that that's out there, and it's important for for people to be aware of that. And um, you know I was glad that I I was able to contribute that, but um, you know it was was a tough slog, and and uh, at this point um, I'm just. Uh, you know, I don't have any topic uh, really right now that excites me enough to the degree that I want to spend that amount of time on it. Well, Dr. David, before we let you go, how do people get your book and get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Well, the book is on uh, still on Amazon.com. Um, we, uh, the National Center and I uh, published it through their self-publishing arm, so Medicare's victims should be able to just type it into Amazon and it'll come right up. And uh, if you want to follow me, my uh, Twitter handle is at Doc, D-O-C underscore Hog, H-O-G, uh, on Twitter. Um, you can reach me that way. And just to let you know, the Doc is a Ph.D., not an M.D., so uh, if you do follow me, uh, don't ask me for any medical advice because I'm not qualified to give that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, have yourself an amazing day, my friend. Thanks for being with us on Bill Grown and Joy. 
Alrighty, thank you very much. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes, Dr. David Hugbig. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.